Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> I want to tell you about Bauta Benz, a German automotive pioneer who was the first person in recorded history to take a long-distance drive in a car. And I just realised that saying recorded history might sound a little misleading, Um, you know, like there's a chance that someone else did it off the record 15,000 years ago, someone bloody revved up their Flintstones car and cruised, no, 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 nothing like that. Benz was definitely the first. Um, a few people have written in suggesting I talk about Beata Benz, uh, alert listeners like Fabio Ferraria and Laura Hendrickser. Uh, so thanks very much, you two. Good on you for getting in touch. Um, anyway, Beata Benz, very important figure in automotive history and one who is all too readily overlooked, uh, very likely because she was a woman, uh, but her aptitude for engineering, her inventiveness, her innovation, uh, and her willingness to personally field test what she was working on brought about some massive changes in the early days of the automotive industry. Benz was born as Cecily Bauter Ringer on the 3rd of May 1849, the daughter of some very wealthy parents in Baden, modern-day Germany. Uh, And she married Karl Benz when she grew up. Uh, He was the founder of Benz & Company, which would, of course, go on to become Mercedes-Benz, the car company with which I'm sure you're familiar these days. But back before they got married, back before these two got married, Carl was actually trying to get an iron foundry off the ground. He was trying to get into the uh, to the iron business, and he was lucky enough to have Beata invest in this early venture of his. Uh, and the only reason she could do this is because she was unmarried. Um, as soon as she married, she lost the right to spend her money or, or even really have her money, which was, you know, an, an unfortunate reality of, of being a woman at the time. Anyway, um, Carl's iron business, even even with Beata's investment, it, it fell over. But it did give him some important experience working on petrol engines. And after marrying Beata in 1872, he founded Benz & Company. Benz and Company made engines and all sorts of other machines as well. Uh, but one of the reasons it was able to exist in the first place is because of Beata's money, which was now her husband's money, because that's just how things went back then, unfortunately. Anyway, um, I'm pleased to say that Carl recognised that his new wife, the newly minted Beata Benz, had quite a fair bit of the old grey stuff going on between the years there. Not only was Benz helping to pay for the stuff that Benz and Company was building, she also very meaningfully aided in its development and improvement. She didn't and couldn't hold any intellectual rights to the work that she did as a married woman. But had things been different, her name very definitely would have appeared on the patents issued to her husband for the stuff that Benz and Company was making because of her involvement in making these things. 
And what were they making, you may wonder? Well, a few different things, but there's one that I want to focus on in particular, something often referred to as the world's first ever practical automobile, the Benz Patent Motor Wagon. You can go online and look at pictures of this thing. It looks very different to today's C-Class that, you know, you see failing to indicate as it turns to take up two parking spaces down at the mall. No, um, it looks more like a Fancy tricycle, really, a weird spindly thing with great big wheels. Looks like one of those uh, one of those old-fashioned buggy things you'd see behind a horse, except this one wasn't driven by a horse. It was driven by a petrol engine, and as you can imagine, it was a marvel of the age. On the 3rd of July, 1883, Benz and Company showed off the new Benz patent motor wagon Model 1 to great acclaim. Would you look at that? A horseless carriage moving all by itself, steerable and everything. The future really is here. Won't be long until these bloody things can fly. We're still waiting for that. Anyway, this demonstration of the of the Model 1 went much better than the demonstration of an initial prototype had the year before. Uh, the prototype crashed into a wall, not the sort of start that you'd want. But now, in 1886, a lot of the kinks had been ironed out with the proper Model 1. And shortly thereafter, due to the success of the Model 1, production began on the Model 3. But hold your horseless carriages, you're saying, what the, what the bloody hell happened to the Model 2? Well... Only one Model 2 was ever built, and it was built with a very interesting design choice. It was built with four wheels rather than three. Clearly, this four-wheel design would never catch on, so they went back to the old tricycle design for the Model 3. Uh, Anyway, as marvellous as this new device was from an engineering standpoint, it was Benz who realised where the company was falling short, and so she took matters into her own hands. Back then, test drives of these vehicles were invariably very short, and you can imagine that not driving these cars over great big long distances meant that you didn't realise some of the problems that came with long-distance driving. And further to that, Benz also realised, right, that a long-distance test drive along public roads in full view of people going about their daily business might just drum up some hype. It might get it might get people talking about this brand new Benz patent motor wagon. Did you see it bloody driving past? No horse or anything amazing. Look at that. So, on the 5th of August, 1888, right, Benz gets up very early. She wakes up her two eldest kids, Richard and Eugen, and she grabs a Model 3 and goes for a nice little drive. Well, actually, no. She goes from the furthest thing possible from a nice little drive. Quite a long drive, and honestly, it's a stretch to call it nice as well, because a lot of stuff went wrong, but that was kind of the point. Here was her plan. She was going to drive from Mannheim to Pforzheim, right? Over a distance of over 100 kilometres, uh, not only to test the Model 3, not only to prove it had what it took for longer journeys, not only to show it off to the general public and get people excited about it, but also to visit her mum which is a good reason to go for a drive, I reckon. Anyway, Carl just hadn't really been doing anything to advertise or market these cars that Benz and company were making. And so Benz wanted to pick up her husband's slack, essentially, and prove that they did have a future on the road, that if only people found out about these new automobiles and what they could do, they'd be clamouring to get one for themselves. However, these cars had not been field tested over long distances, as I mentioned. And so Benz, in doing this long distance test drive, really was breaking ground. Not only was she driving over 100 kilometres on what by today's standards looks like a rickety tricycle, not only was she driving not on roads, but just cart tracks, essentially, 
This invention she was driving was untested. It was unproven. Who knows what might have happened? Well, actually, no. We, we do know what did happen, and what happened was this. A lot of problems emerged. Beans left Mannheim as the sun rose. Uh, she set off with her two teenage kids in tow. They would have been bloody thrilled to have been gotten out of bed before dawn, I'm sure. And today, you can whiz down the A5 from Mannheim, get to Pforzheim in just over an hour, but Benz's trip took the entire day. And not just because the automobile was slow. Here are some of the issues that she ran into on this pioneering drive of hers. First of all, this car didn't have a fuel tank. Fuel was put straight into the engine, right? Straight into the carburetor. uh, And it could only hold a couple of litres in there. So Benz, therefore, had to stop in at chemists and pharmacists along the way and buy the materials needed for fuel. It's not like there were petrol stations back then or anything like that. In fact, if you visit the little German town of Wiesloch, there is a pharmacy there that claims to be the world's first ever filling station as it's the first place that Benz bought the chemicals she needed to refuel and continue her drive. These days, we stop in at the bloody BP or the 7-Eleven to get fuel for our cars. But back then, she was stopping in and, uh, and asking, oh, no, sorry, no, I'm, I don't need any cough syrup. I, no, I'm fine for headache tablets. Have you got any fuel for my car? Anyway, uh, the other thing about this car, right, it's, it's brakes. Its brakes were made of wood, not a material that has really caught on in the modern automotive industry as, uh, as a way to, to, to bring your car to a halt. Um, and and, and some, at some point along the journey, these wooden brakes stopped working particularly well. But the ingenious Benz had an answer for this. She stopped in at a cobbler. Uh, again, there's no mechanics. There's nowhere to stop, and, you know, for them to have a look at the brake pads. She stopped at a cobbler, a shoemaker, and had him cover the wooden brakes with leather in order to make them work again. And as a result, Benz is credited with the invention of the world's first ever brake linings, something that we still use today, although, again, they don't tend to be made of leather on top of wood. Um, This car also only had two gears, just two, and this, as it turns out, was not enough to get it up over some hills. Uh, But it seems that Benz had accounted for this as well. She had her strapping young sons to push it up and over these hills. Always plan ahead, says Benz. Bring your kids along. You'll never know when they'll be useful. But there are other problems as well. When a fuel line became blocked, Benz used her hat pin to clear it. When a chain broke, she pulled in at a blacksmith's to fix it. Uh, And she also had to factor in regular stops for water because the automobile had an evaporative cooling mechanism that needed constant topping up and, again, didn't have a tank attached. But despite all of these issues, Benz and her sons successfully made the 105-kilometre journey along narrow horse and cart tracks through the German countryside all the way to Pforzheim. And I'll tell you this, her groundbreaking journey had exactly the impact she was hoping it would. People gaped at Benz as she rattled along in the Model 3, amazed as a world-changing piece of technology zoomed along the... Mm. Well, it, it certainly didn't zoom. I don't think it's fair to say that it zoomed, but it did It did what we could call a historical approximation of zooming, given the fact that, once again, this is one of the first cars ever built, all right? Anyway, Benz's drive generated a huge amount of attention for cars and automobiles and the automotive industry in general, as newspapers picked up the story of how this remarkable woman had driven herself between towns without anything as old-fashioned as a horse being involved. 
And after arriving before time, Ben sent a telegram back to Mannheim to let Carl know that she'd arrived. She hadn't even told him that she was going, so that would have been a surprise. He would have been pleased to learn, oh, the bloody thing works. Fantastic. And then a few days later, she made the return trip back to Mannheim, arriving safely back home with a huge amount of extremely valuable data. And I really do mean it when I say that Benz's drive had an absolutely massive impact on the automotive industry, and for several reasons too. Firstly, it showed how things like brake linings and more gears and fuel tanks and and water reservoirs were needed if automobiles were to travel greater distances. This was not something that was realised on these very short test drives that had been taken with, with cars like this beforehand. But more than anything else, it proved that test drives themselves, proper long-distance test drives, were essential to the success of the new automotive industry. Because, because without them... You couldn't tell what problems and issues your cars would face unless you tested them in the field over significant distances to see how they would handle the conditions that they would ultimately be driving in. Benz and Company thrived in the wake of Beata Benz's pioneering test drive. Of course, it eventually merged with Daimler in 1926 to create Daimler-Benz, today known as the Mercedes-Benz Group, the 10th largest car manufacturer in the world. So... If you're ever lucky enough to test drive a Merc, remember Benz and her pioneering drive all the way back in 1888 and how it set the automotive industry on its course to global ubiquity. And in fact, when when you think about it, really, every time a Mercedes-Benz driver gets behind the wheel, they honour the memory of Benz in a very special way. Benz's Model 3 lacked much that you'd find in a modern car, not just a fuel tank and proper gears. It didn't have a windscreen or power steering or air conditioning or indicators. All the way along her 105km journey, Benz never once used a turn signal, as she just didn't have them. And it is truly wonderful to see modern Mercedes-Benz drivers respecting a 135-year-old tradition every time they change lanes by behaving as though their modern cars are just like the Benz Model 3, completely bereft of indicators. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.